This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company, When You Got No Socks, by Ray Gallen. Well, Mr. Thomas, did you get the grades you needed? Mathematics, physics... And computer studies, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Well? Two A's and a B, sir. I just missed out on physics. Well done, lad. Well done. The world's your oyster now, eh? What was that degree course you applied for? Architectural engineering, sir. At North Bank, wasn't it? Yes, sir. That would have meant I could have carried on living at home. Would have? Your mother hasn't thrown you out, I hope. <laughs> no, sir. I won't be taking up the offer now, though. Why on earth not? I know the finance sounds like a huge burden, but after you've qualified, you'll pay it back in no time. Earn a fortune, architects and engineers. Damn sight more than schoolmasters, that's for sure. It's not really the money, sir. It's... It's what? I just don't think I'd fit in, that's all. Nonsense. University's not the same as school, you know. You'll be on the first-name terms with your teachers from now on. It's not the teachers, sir, I'm concerned about. It's Derek, actually. Pardon? My first name, it's Derek. Oh, right. Um, Derek. It's not the teachers, sir. I mean, Derek. It's the students. But you haven't met them, have you? I'm sure you'll make some friends very quickly. I doubt it, sir. There'll be a bunch of posers, won't they? Flashy clothes, wads of money, cars that mummy and daddy bought them for passing their exams. Sounds like you're suffering from a mild dose of inverted snobbery there, my young man. Why did you apply if you did not want to take up a place? Everybody else was sending off their applications. I just sort of went along with the rest. And what brought about this change of heart? I had a chat with my dad. A few months ago, just before he died. I told him I was applying for a place at uni. I told him I wanted to make him proud of me. I'm sure he would have been very proud of you, Joseph. Very proud. He didn't think I had much chance in exams. I wasn't upset, though. He just said, When you got no socks, son... You can't pull them up. Stick to your own and you can't go wrong. I thought about it a lot since then, and I reckon he was right. Sir, sir, can you take a look at my results, sir? I'm sure he must have got them wrong. Can I have him remarked? Look, sir. Well, no doubt you'll make a success of whatever path you follow, Joseph. Pop in and say hello when you get the time. The best of luck to you. Hello, Vera, it's Maria. Hello, dear, everything all right? Yes, everything is fine. You never guess what, Vera, he passed them, all of them. Who passed what, dear? Joe, he just phoned me. He passes his levels, all of them. I always knew he was a bright lad, didn't I? I mean, he was always as sharp as a razor when he was a toddler, wasn't he? Whenever you left him with me and his granddad, he'd always find the sweets we bought him, no matter where we hid them. Sharp as a razor. You know what this means, Vera? Now we can go to the university. Hmm. The first one from this family ever. My Joseph. Do you think that's a good idea, Maria? What do you mean? Well, I mean, university. It's not really for the likes of us, is it? 
Vera, you are the boy's grandmother. Why you say these things? Why you think I work like a slave since his father died? I must find the money for every little thing. The trips for school, the books, the computer. I have no life of my own. You think I do all that to see him working on the building site? Just like his father? No, I don't think so. I'm sorry, dear. I was just saying... What you are just saying? Well, I mean, working on a building site was good enough for Stan, wasn't it? Maybe this was good enough for your son, Vera, but it's not good enough for mine. And I mean, Stan always used to tell the boy not to get ideas above his station, didn't he? What this means, ideas above his station? You know, mixing with people who are, well, better than you are. Posher, more money, that sort of thing. Maybe he said that to the boy's face, but he don't say that behind his back. Go on. He told me that he hates to think Joe will follow him onto the building sites. He would say to me, Maria, I don't want to put the boy under no pressure, but I hope he's got more sense than I had. Then I would say, why you don't tell him that, Stanley? He always say, I will one day, when the time is right. But he never got the chance. No, dear. He didn't, did he? So that's why Joe will go to the university. I suppose it's worth giving it a try. And if I can help in any way, you'll let me know, won't you, dear? Thank you, Vera. Gotta go now. Someone at the door. Bye. Forgot my key, didn't I? Sorry. I've had one or two things in my mind. What's for tea? I think we celebrate, don't you? Take away. My treat. What do you fancy? Indian? Chinese? What's to celebrate? What's to celebrate? Two A's and a B. That's what you get, isn't it? That's what you told me. So? So you're going to the North Bank University to get yourself a degree in architectural engineering, isn't it? So you're the first one in my family and in your father's family to go to the university. So let's celebrate. I'm not going. You don't have to go. I phone up the other. They can deliver it. What you want. Anything you like. No, Mum. You don't get it. I'm not going to North Bank. I'm not going to uni. What? I'm not going to uni. What are you saying? Why not? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. I'm just not going, that's all. But I thought that's what you wanted. All that studying, all those hours in your room with the books. Why you do all that? That was for your benefit, I suppose. Oh, it was for my benefit. After Dad died, you wanted to show the world you were the perfect single parent mother. Wanted to show everyone on the estate you could go it alone. That's not fair. That's why you kept on at me to do well. It had nothing to do with what I really wanted. Joseph! I knew you wanted to fool everyone, so I just went along with it. Oh, Joe, this is not the truth. Why you say these things? Well, I had a bit of time to think for myself since the exam's finished. One or two things make a bit more sense now. Like what, for example? Like why you used to leave me on my own in this flat all day, every day. Like why all the other families on the estate go to Nando's and KFC, but we never go anywhere now. Why well, I've had just one, just one pair of trainers in the last year. Like the fact that I've had the same old Mickey Mouse mobile phone for the last two years. And what do you think this all means? What it means is that you don't really care about me. All you care about is what people think of you. I have to leave you on your own so I can work extra shifts at the supermarket. I know I must save a lot of money to help you with the university cost. That's why we don't have clothes or holidays or new mobile phones. I want these things as well, you know. But I save all my spare money for you. I hear them talking on the estate. They don't say it to my face, but behind my back I hear them calling you that mean, stuck-up Spanish bitch. I'm not Spanish, I'm Portuguese. I'm from Lisbon, you tell them. Well, what's the point? They'll just start calling you that mean, stuck-up lesbian bitch, won't they? Joe, why do you want to hurt your mother? Yeah, well, the truth does hurt sometimes, doesn't it? 
Anyway, I'm not going to uni just so you can big yourself up with your neighbours. So just shut up about it, okay? Don't you say to me shut up. I'm your mother, not one of those maids that call me the stuck-up bitch. Well, at least they don't pretend to be something they're not. Dad understood that. You know where you are of your mates, he always used to say. Stick to your own kind. Then he was talking about himself, not you. He always wants you to get on in the world. He don't want you to end up like him. Lungs ruined with the asbestos and no compensation for all those cheap little subcontractors he must work for all these years. He was wrong to trust those so-called mates. He knew that at the end. Yeah, so you say. Yes, I do say. Well, how come he never told me? I don't know. Maybe he thinks you are too young to understand. Or maybe he don't want to spoil all your foolish ideas about friendships. But just before they take him into the hospital that last time, he said to me, Maria, when you got no socks, you can't pull them up. I got no socks. I never had no socks. But that boy, he's got socks all right. You make him pull them up. At first I don't understand. I think the medicine make him crazy. But then I think about it for a long time. And then I understand. Joseph, are you going to pull your socks up? You're making this all up. Why do I lie to you? Because like my mates say, because you're a stuck-up bitch. Don't you dare to say that word. Where are you going? Out. You come back here now. You sit down, young man. You don't go anywhere for one or two minutes. We said all there is to say, right? Maybe there is someone else who wants to say something in this conversation. Oh, yeah? Well, who's that then? Wait and see. Where you put that tape recorder player thing? It's over there, on the sideboard. You plug it in. I'll get the tape. I know I put it here somewhere. Yes. What's this tape, then? You'll soon find out. Right, Joseph. This is a little recording your father made about six months ago. Just about two weeks before he died. God have mercy on his soul. You're listening, Joseph. Hello, son. It must be a bit odd hearing your dad talk to you from a past like this. Well, I had no money, nor no house to pass on to you, did I? So I thought the least I could do was give you a few words of encouragement. Not the same, I know, son, but it's all I've got. Joe boy, by the time you hear this tape, you'll have got your bachelor's certificate, making you the first one in our family ever to get one. I'm really pleased with you, son. It means you won't have to work on the buildings, stripping out old asbestos, or falling off the scaffolding like your daddy, eh? You'll have a chance to live a decent life. Buy your own house. Pop down to the golf club for a round or two. Mix with intelligent people who've got more to talk about than who Tottenham are playing next week. Or what the latest page three girl looks like. It's what I always wanted for myself, Joe. But it's almost as good knowing that you'll be having it all instead. You may be proud of you, Joe. And I know your mother's really proud of you too. It's a pity I couldn't be there to see you in that funny head and cloak. Picking up a certificate from a queen or someone. I would have enjoyed that. Still, it wasn't to be. Never mind. It's enough to know that me and your mum did our bit to get you where you were. But this is up to you. I know you won't let us down. Bye, son, and good luck. Look after your man for me. Why didn't you let me listen to this before? I promised your dad I'd wait until after you get your degree. I promise I'll let you find your own way. Then why play it now? 
Because I think you have lost your way. Yeah, well, maybe. Whatever you think you must do, I'm on your side, you know that. You better start signing those labels into my PE kit, if I'm going to the North Bank. Good boy, Joseph. That's fantastic. Bacon, egg and chips, please, Molly. Hold the sausages, though. Trying to lose a bit of weight. Get away, will you? I've seen more fat on a butcher's pencil. You've got a great way with poetic analogy, darling. That's why I find you so incredibly seductive. I don't know what they mean, ducks. I love the sound of them words. Well, canteen ladies always bring the best out in me. Didn't used to. You already said a word a year ago. We all thought you'd leave after a fortnight. Still, you seem much happier now, ducks. You lot made me feel at home, didn't you? Fed me well, and a bit of a chat. Ah, we could tell you needed a bit of comfort in, couldn't we? You're a diamond, Molly. When I qualify in a couple of years, I'm going to take you away from all of this. Come off it, ducks. You and what I know is once you start mixing with all the tops. Well, don't you believe it? I'm very choosy about the company I keep. Very wise, son. Don't turn your backs on the likes of us to pal up with the likes of them. <laughs> we'll look after you. In that case, could you sling on a couple of sausages as well? I've got to build my strength up for when I get back to sweep you off your feet, hadn't I? I'll be waiting, ducks. We can have all the sausage we want then, can't we? <laughs> Joe! Joe! How are you, mate? Bye, Molly. See you next term. Bye, dear. Enjoy your break. All right, Bob. Coming better. Gives you a good feeling to get the first year out of the way, doesn't it? It certainly does. What are you going to be doing over the summer? Looks like I'll be back in the bakery for a couple of months with the old man. I need the dough. Oh. <laughs> you get him to tell you a few new jokes, eh? Those last ones were stale. Won't have a time, will he? They'll be too busy earning your crust. What about yourself? Uh, nothing fixed yet. Might try to get some labouring on a building site. I know one or two people from my dad. He used to work on the buildings. Great. Hope it works out. You going to the end of your dance tonight? Give you a lift if you like. Oh, I can't make it, mate. Sarah wants me to meet some of her friends. Why don't you bring them to the dance? They're, they're not all students. They've already graduated and got good jobs, apparently. We're having some sort of sit-down dinner party, I think. Sounds a bit boring, Matt. Well, we're not all headbangers, mate. Might be stimulating to enjoy a bit of sophisticated conversation for a change. Speaking of which, there's Sarah now. Sarah, over here! Hi, guys. Room for a lady? Or were you engaged in some foul conversation unsuitable for the ears of the gentler sex? Hi, Sarah. Pull up a chair. I'll just off anyway. Couldn't bear to hear your boyfriend boasting about his imminent upward social mobility. Sorry? The dinner party tonight. Oh yeah, right. Charlie's a super cook. Where'd she pick that up? McDonald's? Switzerland. Private school. We were there together a few years back. So Joe's going to get his taste buds tickled, eh? Lucky Joe. Rather, no one ever forgets Charlie's dinner parties. Well, I'll leave you socialites to put the finishing touches to your plans. I'm off to the King's Arms to sink a couple of pints before I come back to mix with the pros at the dance. Cheers, Bob. See you next term, then. Bye, Bob. See you soon. Bye. He's a really nice bloke, isn't he? You've got good taste in friends. I'm going out with you, aren't I? And don't forget it. I don't want you flirting with Charlie all evening. What name, Charlie? Sounds too masculine for a girl. I hope you're not planning to get me entangled in some sort of gay intrigue. 
Charlie is Charlotte. And her boyfriend is going to be there. So just you be on your best behaviour, OK? Well, what time does it kick off? The invitation's are 7 for 7.30. If we catch the 5.37 from Waterloo, we should be in Bagshot with time to spare. What time's the last train back? Don't worry about that, silly. I thought we'd get a cab. Sarah, I'm a student, remember? I owe the Bank of Fortune without taxi fares from Surrey to London. Who said anything about London? Mummy and Daddy said I can have the cottage in Sunningdale for the weekend. Cab fare about £6. Problem solved. Really? Really. We'll have the place to ourselves for two whole days. I take it you could bear my company for 48 unbroken hours? Well, I need to go and pack some clothes and stuff. An overnight bag or something. I don't see why. You won't be going very far. In fact, once I get you back to the cottage, I don't expect you'll be getting out of bed for the whole weekend. Fair enough. I'll just pop home to pick up my toothbrush. See you at Waterloo Station about 5.30. Don't be late. How much is that, please? That'd be 5.50, please, miss. Thanks. Keep the change. My God, this driveway goes on forever. This should run a bus service up and down to this house. Welcome to our world. Come on, they'll be expecting us. Sarah, darling. Mwah, mwah. Charlie, you look wonderful. Come on in. Everybody's here. You're absolutely glowing, Sarah. University obviously agrees with you. And this must be the famous Joe. Hello, Joe. I feel like I know you already. Sarah goes on about you for hours and hours every time she telephones. Uh, Pleased to meet you, Charlotte. Make that Charlie, eh, Joe? Charlotte's so dreary, so commonplace. Charlie it is, then. I thought we'd eat in the kitchen this evening, Sarah. Not so grand as a dining room. But there are only five of us, so it'll be a touch more intimate. Like the school holidays in Switzerland. A la campagna. Go through, both of you. Sarah Townsend. Well, well, well. You certainly feel that since we last met. And all in the right places too. Down, boy, you're spoken for, remember? Behave or I shall have to tell Jessica next time I see her. Hi, Ollie. Good to see you. Is Jess not coming this evening? She's off skiing again. Third time this year. Aspen for a change. Sarah, darling. Ah, Wonderful to see you. Pay no attention to Ollie. He's become so much coarser since his last promotion. Common phenomenon in the army, apparently. The higher the rank, the lewder they become. (laughs) Until they make colonel, at which point they become civilised human beings once more. Hi, Josh. Good to see you again. (laughs) Everyone, this is Joe. Hello, Joe. Joe, this is Joshua. Hello, Joshua. Pleased to meet you. Hi, Joe. Prefer Josh, actually. Less... biblical. (laughs) And this is second lieutenant, Alfonso Bandelli. Ollie to his friends. Hello, Ollie. That's a Lufonso to you, sir. <laughs> Just joking, old man. I'm afraid I've become a terrible tease since mixing with those white rascals at Sandhurst. Ollie is in the Nigerian army. He's on some sort of junior officer exchange program at the Royal Military Academy. How do you do, Joseph? Delighted to meet your acquaintance. Um, Charlotte, I didn't realise this was supposed to be formal dress. It's not. Not really. You're fine. Only they're both wearing dinner jackets? Not to worry, mate. We don't mind, honestly. 
We had this every night in the officer's mess. It's become a sort of a second skin. Don't give it a second thought, old man. Sarah, you might have told me. I feel a complete idiot now. Sorry, Joe. Perhaps I should have mentioned it to Sarah when I sent the invitation. Still, no harm done. You're a student. We can't expect you to keep up with the rest of us. I just feel a bit awkward, that's all. I didn't really think. Sorry. It's all my fault. Pax, forgive me. Of course he does, don't you? Come on, Charlie. Let's leave the boys to get to know each other. I'll help with the food and you can bring me up to date with all the goss. Good idea. Follow me. Okay, chaps. Let's get the ball rolling. What are you drinking, Joe? Uh, Have you got any Stella? Stella? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not with you, mate. Any sort of lager will do. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, chum. No lager. Malt whiskey? Gin and tonic? Sherry? Mineral water? Um, Look, I brought a few cans with me in this bag... Well, perhaps Charlotte will put them in the fridge for me. <laughs> You'll be lucky there, chum. Charlie's packed the fridge to bursting with champagne. <laughs> Tend to get through rather a lot at her parties. Oh, well, I'll just drink them warm then. <laughs> All sort of custom, that. Bringing one's own supplies when a friend's laying on the hospitality. Believe the squad is do it when they visit each other's homes. is quite endearing in a way. Hmm. So you're at university, Joe. Which one? Oxford? Cambridge? Uh, the same one as Sarah, Northbank. Oh, on the same sort of course. She's studying history of art, isn't she? Uh, I'm doing something a bit more practical. Architectural engineering. Really? Architectural engineering? Hmm. Handy chap to know, Josh. But he'll be able to design a granny flat for you when it's time for you to break up the mother. <laughs> well, there's more focus on civil projects, actually. Like public buildings, bridges, that sort of thing. And loft extensions when business is slack. <laughs> well, what about you, Josh? Are you at university? Good grief, no. Never had any inclination for books. I'm more a hands-on type. Look after the old man's property portfolio. Sounds dull, but he pays me well. That's my Lamborghini parked outside. Insurance on that cost me more than an architectural engineer might expect to earn in a year. Hi, <laughs> broken boys. Good. Gazpacho for starters. The pheasant should be roasted to perfection in about 15 minutes, so don't take too long over the soup. This is really cosy, Charlie. I didn't realise how much I missed this kind of evening until now. I taught all of you students done like this at your universities. Servants, oak panel halls, that sort of thing. It's not that sort of place, Ollie. Not a proper one, then. More of a sort of promoted polytechnic. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to deliberately be rude, Ollie, or did you just stumble into it in your usual clumsy way? Split infinitive there, Sarah. Should be trying deliberately to be rude. (laughs) Don't they teach you proper English at that second-rate polytechnic? (laughs) (laughs) Come along, children. Play nice so you won't get dessert. Joe, you're not eating your soup. Anything wrong? Uh, No. Um, well, it's it's a bit cold, actually, Charlotte. <laughs> and I suppose you'd like me to warm it up for you. Well, if it's not too much trouble... Back in a moment. <laughs> oh, dear. Put your foot in there. Joe, my friend, I think you've managed to upset her. Well, what did I do? The soup is gazpacho. <laughs> Haven't you ever eaten gazpacho before? It's supposed to be served cold. Well, how would I know about that? We don't eat gazpacho at home, do we? <laughs> Not to worry. Charlie's very sensitive about her cooking, but she'll get over it. 
eventually. There you go. I gave it half a minute in the cleaners microwave. I hope it's to your taste now. Right. Sorry, Charlotte. I'm not really a fussy eater, but you know... It's well, you better not criticise the pheasant. That's all. It's a game bird, you know. It's supposed to have a little more flavour than your Tesco chicken, if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm sure it'll be delicious. Let's get the party back on, folks. More vino, anyone? Oh, yes, oh, yes please. Thank you. Over here. <laughs> uh, whereabouts is the toilet, please, Charlotte? Through the door there, halfway down the corridor, third door on your left. You can't miss it. Thanks. Excuse me. I'll wager he does. Does what? Miss it. Miss what? His target in the laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> One can of lager, one small glass of wine, and the chap's tipsy already. <laughs> you know, Ollie, you could give the impression of being extremely ill-bred for someone that's supposed to be an officer and a gentleman. Oh, come on, Sarah. The chaps are noik. Where on earth did you find him? Perhaps he is an oik, Ollie. But he's my oik. Okay. What do you make of that awful baggy jumper he's wearing? <laughs> it looks like a poncho with sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate dress. If you are eating gazpacho, I suppose. Uh, I, I think you mean gazpacho. <laughs> That's what he calls it. <laughs> Drinks lager at a dinner party. The chaps on cool. <laughs> Stop it, the pair of you. Charlie, bring him to heel, can't you? Well, you have to admit. He's a little... A little what? Well, common, I suppose. Charlotte's Mulholland, you're a snob. Better a snob than a chav hag, Sarah. A chav hag? Yes, chav hag. You're exactly the same when we were in Switzerland. You always liked what they called a bit of rough back in those days too, mm. didn't you? Joe is not a bit of rough, as you so eloquently put it. He's at university. He is going to enter an honourable profession. He's sensitive. He swills lager. And he's going to be a builder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perhaps he's not exactly the horny-handed son of toil, but he's not one of us, is he? I mean, where does he actually live? In quite a nice little flat in North London with his mother. That would be a sort of one-parent family arrangement. (laughs) In what they call social housing, I suppose. (laughs) You really are the most foul snobs, aren't you? All three of you. Okay, so he's a little rough around the edges, but his heart's in the right place. I doubt that it's his heart that you're interested in, darling. (laughs) Your turn to be coarse, is it, Charlie? It must be infectious. Well, just you wait until I've had the time to polish him up a little... He'll fit in anywhere. My bit of rough will be transformed into a diamond. Why do I keep thinking of sow's ears and soup bosses? <laughs> Here he is. Did you find it, Joe? We thought you might get lost. Yes, thanks. Sit down, then. Sarah, you can help me serve the pheasant. Uh, we won't be staying for the pheasant. Oh. Thanks all the same. We need to catch a train. We're staying at the cottage, remember? I've decided I'd rather go back to London. Mm-hmm. Are you coming, Sarah? But we haven't finished dinner. Charlie's gone to all this trouble. Are you coming? You've got to try the pheasant, mate. Charlie's first rage with game. Are you ready? Don't be so rude, Joe. Are you coming? No, I'm going to finish my meal first. Right, I'm off. Catch up with you next term, maybe. You'll have missed the last train to London by now. There won't be another until tomorrow morning. You've got no money anyway. Well, then I'll walk. Oh, don't be so stubborn. We'll finish the meal and then get a taxi to the cottage. 
Thanks for the party, Charlotte. Bye, Sarah. Joe! What on earth was that all about? Disrespectful. All this trouble? Oh, he didn't even try the pheasant. It isn't. Two seventy six. Hello. Oh, hello, Sarah. How are you? Good. Yes, I'm fine. He's just finishing his tea. I'll get him for you. Joe, hit Sarah. Tell her I'm not in. I already tell her you are here. Come and speak to her. Tell her you got it wrong. Say I've gone out. Don't make look such a big fool. Come and say hello. Tell her I'm out. Hello, Sarah. I'm sorry. You just miss him. Okay, I tell him. Bye. Why you tell that girl all those lies? You say you liked her. None of your business. She's a very nice girl, Joe. Just right for you. Yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? All right, all right. Don't get cross. I'm only saying. Yeah, well, don't. You don't know the full story. I don't mention it again. Right. She likes you. A woman can tell. Mother. It's true though, no? That's it. I've had enough of this. I'm going out. Where are you going? Out. Where? Where you go? Down to the pub. The coach and horses. Before you go, I got something for you—a surprise. Give it to me later. See ya. Don't wait up. Oh seven nine two four seven three nine. Hello, Sarah. It's Maria, Joseph's mother. Yes, yes. Listen, Sarah. If you want to speak to Joe, you'll find him in the coach and horse pub. You know the one. It's in the next road to us. Yes, that's the one. He will be there in a couple of minutes. That's all right. Nice to talk to you again. Take care. Bye. Oi, Jojo, Jojo, over here, over here, bruv. Hello, Zach. What are you drinking? Ah, uh, not for me, bruv. I'm all right with this. Oh, come on, Zach. You can force another one down, yeah? I know. Too true, mate. But I couldn't return a compliment. Potlucks, ain't I? No wonder. Ah,、uh, me too. But I've got enough for a couple of pints. So what are you having? All right then. You've twisted me arm. <laughs> I'll have a Stella. Two pints of Stella, please. I ain't seen you for ages. Where you been? Leave it out, bruv. You know where I've been, don't ya? Everybody on the estate knows. No, honest. I've been at uni for the last year, haven't I? Been a bit out of touch of things. Got out of nick a week ago last Thursday, didn't I? <laughs> really? I didn't know, honest. What were you in for? Twocking again, taking without owner's consent. Never could resist a motor, could I? Well, how'd you get caught? The, the old Bill got on my tail one night, and just for a change, I couldn't lose him. Reflexes must be slowing down a bit. Anyway, enough about me. What about you? Last I heard, you were lashed up with some posh sort. Sally, Sonia,、oh, Sarah. No, it's all over. She was making a fool of me, wasn't she? Laughing at me behind my back. How you mean? Her and her rich mates laughing at me just because I didn't dress up for dinner. Think I'm common because I like a pint of lager, and because I think soup should be warmed up before you eat it. Me old man was right. Stick to your own, he always used to say. Wise words, Jojo. I never could get on with poncy snobs myself. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Hello, Joe. I don't believe this. Hello, Sarah. 
Is this a coincidence or are you stalking me? Your mother told me you'd be here. Aren't you going to introduce me? Zach, this is Sarah. Sarah, Zach. Hello, Sarah. You is a bit of posh then. Hello, Zach. Yes, I suppose I am. I was. So? What do you want? I brought you this. What is it? It's a present for your birthday. You mustn't open it until tomorrow. I don't want it. You don't know what it is yet. Well, what is it? It's a dinner jacket. A very expensive one. It'll look fabulous on you, trust me. I doubt it. Where I come from, a dinner jacket's got a hood, and it's made of polyester. Take it, bruv. You'll be the pit bull's testicles down at KFC. (laughs) Joe, I can't tell you how sorry I am about Josh and Ollie. They can be heartless at times, but it wasn't my fault, was it? I know what the dinner jacket's for, Sarah. It's part of your polishing process. That's what you chav-hags call it, isn't it? You see, I heard it all. I was listening at the door while that bunch of fools you call your friends were ripping me to bits. What was it you called me? Euroic? You're a bit of rough. The sale's here. You're going to turn into a silk purse? All right. I see. Nothing more to be said then, is there? No. Nothing. Well, aren't you at least going to offer me a drink before you send me off into the night? No. At least let me buy you one. No, thanks. I'll have one with you, love. I ain't too proud. Certainly, Zach. Lager, I suppose. Spot on, love. Stella, please. Won't be a tip. Excuse me, barman. Uh, Two pints of Stella and a gin and tonic, please. Hope you don't mind, Jojo. Just fancy another pint. Nah, it's all right. Listen, Zach. Can you still hotwire a car? Depends on the make, don't it? Brand new ones are impossible. But if they're a little bit older, it's a doddle. Anything in the car park out there you can get into? I did spot a little red Peugeot 303 as I came in. Thought I might take a look at that later. Shouldn't be too much trouble. Why do you ask? Could you get it started while Sarah's still at the bar? If you're still there, I could. Why? What's the plan? Just play along with me, all right? I'll explain everything later. Okay, bruv. Lucky I still carry my little toolkit with me, innit? <laughs> there we are. I bought you a pint of lager too. Where's Zach? Uh, he's in the car park, making a phone call. You can't get much of a signal in the bar. Is he a good friend? Yes. We went to school together. He'd walk over broken glass for me. Why? He seems a bit, you know... Oh, not again. You're hopeless, aren't you? Look, Joe, I'm desperately sorry for some of those things I said. And what my friend said. But they didn't mean anything. They were sort of jokes, really. Anyway, if you had been listening closely, you'd have heard me saying some really nice things about you too. Can't we just forget about it? I mean, I thought you and I might... You know... Be together for a bit longer. Yeah, me too. So we were both wrong. Not necessarily. We could forget about that awful dinner party and make a fresh start. What would be the point? Let's face it, Sarah, we come from different planets. But you'll be a qualified architect in a couple of years. You won't want to mix with your old friends then. You'll have new friends, professionals. It won't make any difference. I like the friends I've got. I'll stick with them. So that's it then. Over. Over. All right, you two? That my pint, Sarah? Cheers, darling. Everything okay, Zach? Sorted, bruv. Well, you better drink up then if we're going to the party. Party? Oh, yeah, right, the party. Well, drink up then, Sarah. I'll give you a lift home. It's on the way. No, it's okay. I drove down in the BMW. I didn't know you had a car, Joe. 
yeah. Well, there's a lot you don't know about me, isn't there? Well, how long have you been driving? Since I walked home from Bagshot a week ago. Oh, Joe. Yeah. A little red Peugeot 303. It might not be a Lamborghini, but it's good enough for me. You ready, Zach? Let's go, bruv. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Zach. Tasty little motor, this. Handles well. Got a bit of poke, too. Yeah, not bad. Been good, Nick. Been well looked after. Till now, eh, bruv? <laughs> Gives you a bit of a buzz, doesn't it? What's that? Knowing you got your hands for someone else's pride and joy? Now you know why I've been talking all these years. It's like giving the finger to all those smug bastards who think they're better than you. So what's the plan now? Well, I thought we'd drive around for a while. Give Sarah time to leave the pub. Then take it back to the car park. You're having a laugh, mate. Suppose somebody spotted me doing a bit of wiring. No. The old Bill could be all over at the car park at the coach by now. Well, uh, we'll park it up somewhere. Just park it up and walk away. Sarah fixes my car. I've made my point, haven't I? Can't do that, Jojo. It's got our fingerprints all over it. I've just got out and Nick, remember? Nah, mate. We'll have to torch it, won't we? You've got a light on. Yeah, but come on, it's a bit... Oh, don't worry, bruv. I've done dozens, ain't I? Look, pulling over there, down that alleyway, between the shops. Right, give us your light on. There you go. Cheers. What do you want me to do? Just get out of the motor and watch the master at work. There we go. Just like the 5th of November, eh? (laughs) Go on, my beauty. There she goes. Well, Well, don't hang around, Jojo. Leg it. You go back the way we came. I'm off up here. Right, Zach. See you sometime. Yeah, see ya. Joseph. Well, who else would it be? You've been to the pub? You see Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I saw her. I wonder how she knew where I was. Did you make things up with her? I finished with her. Oh, you're crazy. She's a lovely girl, just right for you. If you finish with your Dateline stuff, I'm going to watch some TV, all right? Okay. One thing, though, before that, I got something for you. A little surprise. There you go. It's a card. I know your birthday's tomorrow, but you can open it now. Go on, open it. Thanks, Mum. What are these? Keys? I can see that, can't I? Keys for the car. Me and your grandmother, we put our money together to buy you a car. It's not a new one, but it's a good one, the man says. A Peugeot 303. A red one. We buy it from the barman at the Coach and Horses two weeks ago. You can see it in their car park. But you must not drive it yet, Joseph. First, we must buy the insurance. We do that tomorrow, no? On your birthday. Happy birthday, Joseph. Happy birthday. When You Got No Socks by Ray Gallen. Directed by Tina Hurley. Performed by the students of West Thames College in association with Wireless Theatre and Education. With Tom Warmadam as Joe Thomas, 
Mariana Perria as Maria Thomas, Paris Campbell as Vera Thomas, Martin Hart as Stan Thomas, Martin Hart as Bob, David Cunningham as Derek, Matthew Herbert as Molly, Shannon O'Reilly as Sarah Townsend, Paris Campbell as Charlotte, Olafonso Odumade as Ollie, Matthew Herbert as Josh, David Cunningham as Zach. When You've Got No Socks was recorded at Borough Studios and was edited by Neil McIntyre and engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more free productions.